It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is July 30th, 2020. Happy restart of the NBA season. Happy Magic Restart Eve. My name is Philip Rossman. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk a little bit about the schedule ahead and why the Magic have to be focused on themselves more than anything else as they get ready to start the season. We'll talk about some of the big storylines we'll be watching over the course of the next eight games in the seeding round. And yes, sir, it is game preview time. We're going to talk about the Brooklyn Nets and that matchup specifically at the end of the show. A quick house cleaning note as well. I'm recording this on Thursday afternoon. My plan for the entire seeding round is to do a podcast after every single game. We are in full playoff mode, which means we're going virtually seven days a week, probably more like six days, certainly five at minimum, but but possibly six to seven days a week. So be sure to subscribe to Locked on Magic wherever you download podcasts to make sure you get the latest episode of Locked on Magic. I will be doing an episode after Friday's game. It'll be a little bit later in the day, so we'll probably get it Saturday morning. But I will be doing an episode after Friday's game, breaking that game down and telling you all you need to know about the Magic's game against the Brooklyn Nets. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're really, really, really looking forward to the resumption of play and the beginning of the season once again. So be sure to subscribe to Locked on Magic wherever you download podcasts today to get the latest on the Orlando Magic. Don't forget, too, to check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. You, search, you can search for them wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want to know what's going on with the Brooklyn Nets? And the next On the latest episode of Locked On Nets, Josh and Marcus, the hosts, Josh Bass and Marcus Bar- Barahal, sorry if I messed that up, 
um, talk about the return of the NBA and a whole lot more. Be sure to check out that podcast wherever you download podcasts today. Um, and be sure to check out our national podcast too as they get ready for tonight's opening games between the New Orleans Pelicans and Utah Jazz and the Battle of LA, El Trafico. Well, not that one. The Clippers and the Lakers. You can check out all these great podcasts wherever you download podcasts today. Just, again, search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, whether it's the NBA, NFL, NHL, or College 2. There is a Locked On podcast for you. Today's episode is also brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, only at rockauto.com. Long-winded introduction out of the way. We've been waiting four months for the resumption of the season, for the beginning of play, for a return to basketball that counts. Yeah, the scrimmages were great. They were fun. It was good to see basketball out there again. But it ain't real basketball. Oh, it is real basketball. But it it isn't basketball that counts. It isn't pressure basketball. It isn't the playoff race. It isn't everything that you work all year for, all year to achieve, all year to get to. This is the point that we have waited for all season long. And frankly, with this Magic team and the way the season has gone, everything's felt a little pro forma for a little while now. We've all been waiting to get to the stuff that matters, the sprint to the finish, and eventually the postseason. That's what everything this season has been about, has really been about, um, to be frank. Uh, Even as a seven seed, even as a lower seed, Orlando wanted to get back, make good on some disappointing performances from last year, and, and honestly improve, make the series a little bit more competitive. We are two weeks away from that. First, we got to get through the seeding round games. And the last time the Magic were all on the court together, they were celebrating a successful 3 and one road trip. They had stormed back from a 16-point deficit on the road to defeat the Memphis Grizzlies, their, their fellow eighth seed in the Western Conference. We did a podcast with Locked On Grizzlies during the hiatus, actually talking about where the, the two eight seeds stood. They defeated the Memphis Grizzlies and felt like momentum was on their side. They had a home-heavy schedule, eight of their next 10 at home, 10 of their next 12, I believe, against non-playoff teams or teams with records below 500. The exact kind of teams the Magic feasted on all year long. Well, we obviously threw that out the window. That opportunity, the again, just like the playoffs, that part of the schedule was what the Magic had waited on all year long. When the schedule came out, you could go back and look at it a, almost a year ago now. When the, when the 2020 schedule came out, I said the Magic are in line to make another serious playoff push just like they did in 2019. The schedule is set up to do it. Survive December and January, which God knows the Magic did with all the injuries they had. Survive December and January, and March will be your reward. The Magic never got that reward. And the schedule the Magic will face uh, in the seeding round is... As, uh, as good as it can be, I guess, but certainly not what the Magic would have had in front of them. Not that any of that matters anymore. What happened in April, what happened in March, or what would have happened in April and March, is no longer important. It's no longer the judge that we will decide this season or, 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 the, or how the season will get faded. It's in the past, it's washed away, it's disappeared. What lies ahead for the Magic is a seeding round schedule that feels pretty manageable on paper. You play the Brooklyn Nets, which we'll talk about extensively here later on in the show. You play the Brooklyn Nets and Sacramento Kings to start things off. Then you get some tough games with the Raptors, the Pacers, the Celtics, and the Sixers. 
Then you get the Nets and Pelicans to close things off again. It's two non-play. It's two under 500 teams with a whole bunch of Eastern Conference playoff contenders sandwiched in the middle. To say the least, the schedule. I mean, obviously, the the league tried to hew close to what the schedule was for teams and, and make this as much a resumption of the regular season. So the Magic were going to face all these teams anyway. You're only just cutting off the fat, so to speak. No, no offense to those teams that I just called fat. Um, you're just you're kind of cutting off that part of the schedule. And the reality is, the same approach still fits. Same approach that Steve Clifford would have or, or said he would have to these games still fits and still matters and is still present. Anyone in this league can beat anyone on any given night. The Magic beat the Lakers without Evan Fournier for crying out loud. The Magic also lost to the New York Knicks and the Atlanta Hawks a couple times, but anyone can win in this league. Anyone can win a single game in this league. And with a lot of pressure put onto these eight games, it is extremely important to remember that. As I'll explain coming up in a bit, the Brooklyn Nets are a bit of a fractured team right now. That is not a full, fully operational battle station coming to, to Orlando to face the Magic on Friday. It is wrong, though, to overlook them, to overlook the Kings. You know, I, I've, I've said it this way, that yes, the Nets and Kings, and to some extent the, the Pelicans at the back end of the schedule in the last game of the year, those look like winnable games on paper. Those look like the quote-unquote easy teams. And I'm sure they view the Magic the same way. Because the reality is with the 22 best teams in the league coming to Orlando for these seeding round games, there are no easy games anymore. These are all at least pretty solid teams with an outside shot at the playoffs. So there are no games. So when I say that these are quote-unquote easy games, I am fully saying here too there are no games that are gimmies. There are no games that, I mean, that that any team, even the top teams, should feel like they can show up and win. Now, Steve Clifford would chastise me here for saying, this is the NBA. There are no games like that. There are no games of any team, of any caliber, where you can just show up and win. To win in this league, he would say, you have to execute well. You have to move the ball. You have to do the things that you're good at doing. And on top of all that, you got to play well. Simple stuff. And this is the important approach that the Magic are taking to these games, to these first games. The understanding that anyone can beat anyone on any given day and that the Magic are good enough to beat any of the teams that they're playing. They haven't beat Boston yet. They haven't beat Toronto yet, but they, they beat in Philadelphia twice. You know, they, they beat Sacramento. They, you know, they beat Brooklyn, obviously. They, they, they beat New Orleans, honestly, without Zion, though. Indiana's proven to be a little bit of a tough matchup. But essentially, everyone on their schedule, except for Indiana, Toronto, and, and Boston, they've beaten this season. They also know that they are very capable of losing to any team on their schedule. There are no easy games. There are no gimme games. And every game in this seeding round is going to feel some intensity because everybody needs to win. And everybody on the Magic schedule specifically 
needs to win. There are no games against those top teams that might be coasting through the seeding round. That might be using these next two weeks as an extended preseason to get themselves right. The Magic play teams that are going to be competitive and need to win. And the Magic need to be sharp from the start. I cannot tell you how big this Brooklyn Nets game is on Friday. It is humongously big. To win that game and take a half-game lead, again, the Magic control their own destiny for the seventh seed because they play the Nets twice. Lose this game and you lose that control. You beat the Nets twice, you are probably going to... You're Not probably, but you are in good shape to get the seventh seed. Again, you control your own destiny. You win those games, you take care of your business, you're in. You're in the seventh seed, which is the ultimate goal of the, the seeding round for the Magic. You lose this game, you're a game and a half back. And now that half game doesn't matter. You're two games back, essentially. With a, with a game in hand against them, but you're two games back, essentially. And that's going to be tough to make up, especially with kind of the, the magic schedule and the way it's set up. So Orlando knows they cannot take these games lightly. They can't take any game or any opponent light, lightly. No matter if there's injury, no matter if there's you know sluggishness, no matter if there's fatigue, everyone's dealing with the same kind of fatigue and, 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 and lack of rhythm. They know that at any moment they could get nipped. Now, I always remember what Matt Moore of the Action Network usually says about the season. The first two weeks of the season, complete crapshoot. You don't know who, you don't know what's going to happen. Everyone's still figuring themselves out. The last two weeks of the season, also a complete crapshoot. You get weird results in those last two weeks with teams tanking and playing some, you know, playing maybe one last hurrah of inspired basketball or good teams kind of coasting to the finish. You know, Matt obviously works for, for the Action Network, and so there's there's a little bit of a gambling perspective in there as well, but I think it holds true. You know, those first two weeks, those last two weeks, tend to be very random. Magic fans can certainly attest to that about, about some, some games over the last few years. And in this campus setting in in the seeding round games, we are essentially getting two weeks of randomness. It's the only way that I can describe it. Two weeks of randomness. And so the only way to control randomness, the only way to control the ups and the wild swings that we might see over the next eight games is A, to keep an even keel, not get too high, not get too low, that old cliche, to play with focus and intensity to continue to get better and progress, to, to worry about yourself and your progression and hope you get and, and trust that that progression will lead to victories and lead to wins. Because obviously that's the ultimate measuring stick. That's all that matters at this point. And you cannot underestimate anyone on this schedule. You take care of yourself by respecting your opponent, playing with focus and intensity, and getting the job. If you are a car owner, you're always trying to get the job done. You're always trying to take care of your car. So for, for a lot of us without kids, our car is our baby. It is our lifeblood. It gets us to and from work. It gets us to wherever we need to go, whether it's the, whether it's the beach for a vacation, socially distanced vacation, of course, or wherever in town or elsewhere, to, to family, to visit family or whatever. Again, again, taking care of your car is a big, big chore. And those auto parts dealerships, those auto parts stores, those auto auto dealerships can be overwhelming, even for people who know what they're doing. 
That's where rockauto.com comes in. It is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. I mean, remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Obviously, there's still a lot to get to and a lot to figure out and, and a lot that's still unknown about how the Orlando Magic are actually going to play when the season resumes. Uh, you know, Friday is an exciting day for me as it is for every NBA fan just because we're finally going to have, you know, some data, so some actual working data and, and just kind of, a, 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 using the math term again, a data point for how this team looks and who this team is. Um you know, we could go back and look at who this team was when the season went on hiatus. Um, it was a fast-breaking team. They pushed the pace. They did a really good job kind of uh, getting into, into into their offense quickly and smothering teams. They were able to get open shots, and for the you know, first time all year, they were making those open shots. It, it felt like they had really optimized a lot of roles. Nikola Vucevic was taking fewer threes, which is a good thing. Um, Aaron Gordon was taking fewer threes and working inside the paint and more. Terrence Ross was was finally hitting some shots. You know, Evan Fournier has been solid all year long. And the Magic trusted Markel Fultz a whole lot more. Despite the Magic's defensive struggles, which were a very, very real concern, the Magic were playing their best basketball when the season went on hiatus. And certainly, it, it revealed a lot of things about the way the Magic should and, and will need to play to be successful in these eight games. And, you know, as, as we look ahead now, it's... It's hard to say, and we could certainly see this from the, the scrimmages, it's hard to say that the Magic will be able to pick up right where they left off. In fact, it, it feels like it's almost impossible for them to do so. It's almost impossible that they play that way. Uh, there's just no way to replicate that feeling. 
again, like they, they were playing so well in Memphis, their confidence was so high that it felt like they could beat anyone. Um, you know, even even the loss on that road trip to the Miami Heat, they were down big. The Heat made a ton of threes, and Orlando fought back and had a three pointer to force to force overtime in that game on the road. Um, it was obviously a disappointing effort in that the Magic lost and and that the Magic gave up. You know, and Miami's a good three point shooting team. Sometimes you just get beat by a good three point shooting team, but it was a tough loss to take. But certainly encouraging that the Magic had a lot of fight and a lot of confidence to get back into that game. Again, there's there are just some games sometimes that you feel like feel like you know you just kind of give away. You know, you just kind of let it go and move on to the next one. That the Magic fought in that game, and that's something that has been a trait of this Magic team of uh, the last two years. Really, is, is they they fight. They 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 they. I mean, Steve Clifford teams do not beat themselves. They fight to the end, and and that's I think that is a positive trait indeed. The Issue though, or, or or one of the big issues though that 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 we're gonna look at is whether the Magic can get back to that pace. And one thing that was very very clear throughout the scrimmages was how important pace is going to play. This is not necessarily a knock on DJ Augustine. I, I think DJ Augustine is a great player. Um, I think he does a lot of really important things for this Magic team. And, and as you know, we begin to peak a little bit at the summer. His free agency is certainly going to be a very interesting one for the Magic and for him. Um, I think he likes in Orlando. I think Orlando values him. I think, he, again, he does a lot of really important things for this team that don't always show up in the box score, and you need veterans on the team. This Magic team is still very, very young, and I think Augustine's veteran presence does help this team in a lot of ways, but it's also easy to see that he doesn't quite fit. And one of the things the Magic really struggled with throughout the entire scrimmage run was just their pace getting into their offense quickly, getting into their sets quickly, being always in attack mode. God love DJ Augustine. He is a little bit of a, you know, pound the ball into the ground guy, kind of probe and, and search search player. He's not necessarily getting the basket to score. He's not necessarily doing a, a lot of those things. He's not necessarily kind of pushing the tempo. He's, he's kind of reading and reacting. And that, again, that's not a bad thing. You know, Augustine is still a very, very good player. But the difference when, say, Michael Carter-Williams is on the ball and Marco Fultz is on the ball Certainly, when Marco Fultz is on the ball, is really night and day. Um, you know, I, I I have to say that um, Carter Williams can be a little bit reckless sometimes. He's always driving to score. He's not always driving to pass. Marco Fultz, you know, does a lot of that pound and you know pound too. But he's able to kind of weave his way in and out of the paint, and that creates um, gaps in the defense that he's able to slip passes through or to find open shooters for to get to the next guy to get to the next read and so on and so on and so on. Um, Fultz. Fultz is a really strong player, a really important player, uh, and, and a guy that the Magic rely on to kind of set that tempo. The, the number one key to me in these seeding round games, and the, the most important thing to me uh, in how the Magic play and whether the Magic are going to be successful is about pace. When they're sluggish, when the offense isn't getting into its into its sets quickly, when it means everyone's kind of running at half speed almost. They're not getting through screens with intention and intensely. They're not kind of moving around and creating opportunities to to free themselves up, to free each other up, and that slows everything down. That makes it impossible to run the offense. And again. This team does not have creators. It does not have guys who can beat you off the dribble one-on-one. You can't just ISO anyone on this team, as much as Aaron Gordon wants to try sometimes. They need pace to, to create opportunities, to create shot opportunities. That's just that's just the bottom line. So again, 
the number one thing to watch in these games is the magic space. It's not the number of possessions. It's not the number of fast break points, although those are indications of pace. It's about how quickly they move into their offensive sets and through their offensive sets. Again, you move quickly through your offensive sets, you get to more of the options, you get to more of the looks inside of it, you get to the improvisation part of it at the end a little bit um, if, if, if with time to make something happen, to make a play. And that's absolutely key to this team. They've got to play with significantly better pace. Something they really struggled with early on against the Lakers when they built when they went into that deficit, uh, when the Clippers made their run in the second quarter of that game, that's when they really struggled. Honestly, the Magic struggled with pace when DJ Augustine checked back in after Markel Fultz was done on, on Monday. Pace is going to be the most critical element of the Magic. It's something we've harped upon here on this show several, several times. It is the most critical element of this team. But the other critical element is the defense. And it's impossible to talk about the Magic's offense without also... The uh, Magic's offense at the time... That's not impossible, but it is important that we talk about important that we talk about the Magic's offense at the hiatus. It's also important that we talk about the Magic's defense at the hiatus, which had dropped into the bottom 10 after the All-Star break. The Magic's offense was hiding a lot of defensive problems. And while the Magic certainly tightened up in key moments, the first three quarters against the Minnesota Timberwolves was fantastic defense. The second half, you don't make a 16-point comeback without good defense. The Magic's defense against the Memphis Grizzlies in the second half was fantastic. But these are short stretches. The Magic need longer stretches of good defense especially when they get to the playoffs. And a key for Steve Clifford is getting this team rounded into form for the postseason. He said it best after practice on Thursday. The Magic have no hope, or very little hope, of being successful if they don't defend well. That is probably the most important key for the team. Again, pace is important on offense. Defending well and and establishing defense as their identity once again is equally as important on the defensive end. And that's that's going to be the tricky part. Um, you know, I, I would say their defense in the scrimmages was okay. Um, I didn't think they were, you know, a, a constant complaint from Steve Clifford throughout the course of the preseason, uh, through, scrim- through the season, was the team wasn't physical enough. Um, you could see that on the offensive glass, especially the Magic have to be better on the offensive glass. They cannot let players get, se- they cannot let teams get second opportunities. And the Magic's three-point defense this year has not been particularly strong. Um, it's been, a, a, you know, this year, this year's defense is not as good as last year's defense, uh, or has not played as well as last year's defense. Well, I thought Nikola Vucevic was pretty good with his defensive positioning on drop coverages. Um, certainly, it, you know, you could see him get a little bit more aggressive. Um, you could see players do a little bit better fighting over screens. And again, that's just about being physical. That's about forcing the offense to go where you want them to go. And too much the Magic for having to react and recover rather than dictating. And good defenses dictate offense. They dictate the spots on the floor they want players to go uh, and and, kind of force them to work to get to the spots that they want. The Magic have to be better on that front. And it's it's a lot of different things. Transition defense was not particularly good in the scrimmages. Three-point defense wasn't particularly good in the scrimmages. Pick-and-roll defense was definitely not very good in the scrimmages. So the Magic defense has to shape up. It has to be very, very good. Uh, for the Magic to be successful. And, and and that's honestly like one of the big things that, that I'm really watching for. The other big thing I'm watching for, of course, is Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan Isaac is undoubtedly an important player for the Orlando Magic uh, and their future. 
and his return on Monday, which which we talked extensively about over the last two podcasts, um, was a breath of fresh air. It was vital. It was important. It was revelatory in in so many ways uh, for this team. Uh, he he his presence on the floor is very 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 real. Um, it it changes games, and the Magic missed it. And we forget how much you miss a player until he's back on the floor. At this point, like I've said yesterday, anything you get from Jonathan Isaac is a bonus. You, you didn't expect him to play. You're not expecting him to play very much. He's probably only going to play 10 to 14 minutes at least at the start, if even that. Um, and he's going to be coming off the bench. So he's going to be a little bit of a change-up. He's going to be a little bit of a throw, throw him in there to, to create some energy kind of player in his, in his short bursts of minutes. But to be sure, if the Magic can get Isaac back to a level where he can start and play more regular minutes, you know, maybe not full 25, 26, 27 minutes per game, but if he could get up to, you know, 20 minutes per game or even even in the teens, I think that would serve this team really, really well. I think it would help this team a ton. But if you can get him back to that level, it changes things for the Orlando Magic. And obviously, Isaac is the most important player on this team. He is the, the biggest piece to this team's future. Uh, and the Magic are going to need him very, very much moving forward. Beyond this year, even. They're going to need him, though, to play in the playoffs. And how quickly he recovers is going to determine a lot of how successful the Magic are. Despite everything else, despite how important the playoffs are, despite all the other little storylines going on, Jonathan Isaac remains the most important storyline for the Magic. He remains the most important piece for the Magic. The what the guy that fans are certainly most interested in. And getting him a jump start on, on his offseason getting him back into onto the, into court, into playing action, into game action, will help him get better for 2021. Everyone will be watching Jonathan Isaac on the Orlando Magic. Everyone should also be watching or listening to the, the Axios Today podcast. Start your morning with the news that matters in just 10 minutes. Join host Nyla Boudou and a team of award-winning journalists to bring you the latest analysis and insight into the trends shaping our world. Check it out today, the Axios Today podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So on to Friday's game then. The most important game of the season, as as we've all said. At 2.30 on Friday, the Orlando Magic will take on the Brooklyn Nets to open their seeding round games uh, at, at the Disney campus uh, in, in Orlando, or just outside of Orlando. It, we're all just so excited for this game. I mean, this was a game that, that we had circled on our calendar. I mean, I wrote a column, frankly, the week that this game was supposed to be played, saying this was going to be the week that the Magic really figured out who they were and 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 where they would end up in the playoffs. And very much so... That still stands. Well, obviously not in the same way, but it stands still. This is a vitally important game. I, again, I cannot stress enough how important this game is. The whole tone of the Magic's time in the Disney campus gets set on Friday. 
I hate to put all the emphasis on one game. It feels like college football where you play Miami-Florida State on the first week. That was a lot of fun, but also very terrible for all the teams to play such an important rivalry game, important conference game, an important division. Well, they in the same division. I don't think they were in the same division. But an important game nonetheless in that first week of the season. Your whole season is either won or lost, really, on, on that one game. And it's unfair to do that. I, th- I always thought it was unfair to do that in the first game, but maybe that's because I grew up a Gator fan and they always played cupcakes the first weekend of the season. This game is extremely important, though. Um, I, I, again, cannot stress that enough. The Orlando Magic trailed the Brooklyn Nets by a half game for the seventh seed. Uh, and, again, like I said, control their own destiny for it. They played the Nets twice. Um, and so you win both those games, you're probably going to get the seventh seed. It, you know, if if, if you're two and six and your only wins are against the Nets, I would bet that the Nets went one and seven or zero oh and eight even. Um, but you know, you never know. Two and six isn't going to get the job done. The Magic got to go three and five or four and four, I think, to secure the seventh seed. Three and five, I would give it a 50-50 shot. If the Magic go four and four, they're going to be the seventh seed. Let's 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 leave it at that. Let's leave the predictions at that. I I actually have the Magic going four and four or three and five. So I, I think I think it'll be close. Um, beating the Nets is going to be vital um, for that reason. To take that half-game lead, to have control, to just kind of stay in the race. Because again, you play the Nets the penultimate game of the season. So even if you're a half-game behind the Nets for that that second-to-last game, you at least have the opportunity to leapfrog them again. Um, This game is going to be, on paper, this game looks relatively easy. Um, You know, again, game isn't played on paper. I'm not disrespecting the Nets, but... The Nets are without a lot of key players. Obviously, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant are out with injury. Wilson Chandler decided to stay home to uh, because of his concerns over COVID-19. DeAndre Jordan and Spencer Dinwiddie also stayed home because they tested positive for COVID-19, did not feel that they could recover in time to contribute to their team. Out of an abundance of caution, they decided to stay home. So the Nets are without an all-star in Kevin Durant, who hasn't played all year, an all-star in Kyrie Irving, their leading scorer, and their second leading scorer in Spencer Dinwiddie. This Nets team looked rough at a lot of times in the seeding round games. Um, You know, I I have to say, uh, I watched a couple of their games. They don't have a lot of weapons, but that does not mean you should sleep on this Nets team. That does not mean the Magic do not need to play well, or they could, you know, certainly the margin for error is small, is, is wider, I would say, but there are still a lot of things the Magic have to take care of and be prepared for if they're going to win this game and win in this situation. Um, you know, Karis LeVert is capable of going off. He is a good shooter. He is a good scorer. And if the Magic are not dialed in defensively, he will burn them. Jared Allen is a good rolling center. He's a decent rebounder. If you are not careful around him, if you're not covering him, if you're not covering pick and roll well, he will finish at the rim. If you are not careful going at him on defense, he will block your shot. You need good rim decisions. This Nets team, despite losing all those key players, still has a lot of good shooters. Um, Joe Harris is a good shooter. Karis LeVert is a good shooter when he's left open. Rodion Skarooks, Zan and Musa can both hit from the outside. Jamal Crawford has not played yet in the bubble, but we all know what he can do if you remember the 2011 playoffs. Um, you know, again, Jamal Crawford is a guy that can go off for one 50-point game. It's his last game with the Suns. He came off the bench and scored 50. Had a very bad year before then. You know, I, I, I personally... I'm not the biggest Jamal Crawford guy. I get why a lot of people like him. I always kind of viewed him as a gunner and, and didn't, you know, and people ask like, why don't the Magic go sign Jamal Crawford? It's like, well, we have a gunner. His name's Terrence Ross. Um, Jamal Crawford's game is just not my style. 
Um, and so, you know, it'll be interesting to see if the Nets integrate him in, how the Nets integrate him in uh, when they play. But to be sure, if the Magic's pick-and-roll defense is not on point, if the Magic's three-point defense, like I said, had struggled so much, is not on point, the Magic can lose this game. Not only the Magic can lose this game, the Magic will lose this game. Brooklyn plays hard. This is this is more. This team is more akin to those early Kenny Atkinson teams, not the not the superstar team that they've had that they had this year, or even a little bit last year. The, these guys go all out. They are they are a hard playing team. You know, Jacques Vaughn does have them playing very very hard, and even though their offensive sets might not be super imaginative, and, and certainly that their talent is leaving them a little bit behind too. They are going to to play hard, and they're going to push. They're going to push you a little bit and push the pace a little bit. Um, the Magic should win this game. I would say the Magic will win this game. Um, you know, I, would, I would suspect that the Magic are also really focused. They understand how important this game is. They have the weaponry and the firepower to, t- to take this game. But they've got to really focus in on some of the things that they've struggled with because those are the things the Nets can take advantage of. Um, it's a first game. It's always a little bit of a crapshoot. You don't know what you're going to get. Um, and, and, you know, certainly the Magic have had some issues. Evan Fournier has really struggled with his shot, and it's going to be Absolutely key that he is able to hit from the outside for the Magic to have any kind of success in this situation or in this scenario. The Magic will need to play better. They will need to to be on their game and on point to have any chance of winning in this in this in this game. Um, it's it's going to be tough. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be a difficult game. It's going to be a difficult um, difficult game. It's going to be a challenge just because it's the first game. But this is certainly a game the Magic are capable and should win. Like I said, it is a must-win game. The Magic have waited all year to play must-win games, to play pressure games. They get one right off the top, and we're going to know just how ready they are from the very beginning. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. We'll be back again Friday night, late Friday night, early Saturday, so be sure to subscribe and get the latest podcast so you can get my recap of the Magic scheme against the Brooklyn Nets. We'll probably also look a little bit ahead to the Sacramento Kings game in that in that podcast too as the Magic will play the Kings on Sunday. So we're back to full force here, virtually, um, and, and we'll be doing podcasts even for weekend games. So be sure to subscribe to Locked on Magic to get all the latest on the Orlando Magic. But until then... For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Mike. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.